Well, it's been another insanely crazy week on planet Earth. So, welcome to Wapple Fringy Storytelling. It's Tina Constant here. And uh, as always, the waffle is down in the show notes or go to www.tinaconstant.com where you will get everything else. But this week we're seeing the bridge between Halloween and Christmas. That'll give it some context if you're listening to the story a little bit later on. And this all happened a long, long way back, far beyond anything you will ever remember. At that time, there was a small village up north. Now, this was a difficult place to live. The snow was thick and relentless, and the ice was hard and unforgiving. What made life even more difficult was the leader of the people who lived in that village and the way he controlled everything that was done. His view was that if you couldn't survive alone, well, then you didn't deserve to survive at all. So it was that each family lived in individual cabins and was solely responsible for their well-being, no matter what. Do bears and whales get handouts? The elder would yell above the wind. You survive or you die. That's how it is here. Hmm. So as you can imagine, the most important skill for every family and for every person to possess was the ability to hunt. Because that meant food. Because here's the thing. The snow and the ice meant nothing grew from the earth. Everything had to be chased and wrangled and fought and caught. It was a hard life and to live it, the people had to be tough. But Salmon Bigby was not tough and he was not a good hunter. He never had been. His parents had tried to teach him, but he just he didn't have the knack. Now, the only reason he was able to get married and create a family was because his wife couldn't hunt either. And the elder wasn't completely heartless. He let the young couple take a cabin on the very edge of the village, up the hill where the winds were most harsh, and he left them there to live or die, as nature intended. Now, knowing their limitations and vulnerabilities, the young Bigby family spent all of their time working on a solution to their problem. They might not have been able to hunt, but they knew how to create and build. And so in the long winter months, they spent all their time making things that they hoped their neighbors would need enough to trade for food. They made blankets and bowls and scarves and hats and gloves and foot warmers and earmuffs. They made so much that they had to dig a maze of tunnels and storerooms in the ice under their cabins to keep it all. But where the big bees needed food every day, their neighbors only needed what they could create once a week or once a month or even once a season. It simply wasn't enough. 
which meant the Bigby's maze of storerooms remained half full of stuff that people didn't need or want, and the Bigby's began to run out of food. With less than a month of supply left, they gathered in their kitchen, put a thin pot of stew on, and started to think about what people really needed. They talked and brainstormed and thought and threw ideas around like snowflakes. And while they talked, the worst winter storms in living memory raged outside. Ice fell out of the sky so thick and hard that by morning every cabin in the camp was covered and everyone was trapped inside. Now, at first, people sat in their cabins and waited, hoping that the storm would pass, but soon trapped indoors as they were, even the best hunters started to run out of supplies. It was only then that people began to call to each other. You know, kind of kind of casual, just checking up, uh, touching base, seeing if there was anybody out there still alive. <laughs> some called back and some didn't. Now, as the days passed, the calls between the cabins got less and less. And when the calls fell silent altogether, the Bigby family got concerned for their neighbours. So, wrapped in their scarves and hats and gloves, earmuffs and footwarms that they had made, they dug their tunnels deeper and further until they reached the cabin nearest them. Breaking through the floorboards, they found the family starving and half-frozen. The Bigbees wrapped them all up in Thick blankets carried them into the tunnels, led them to the biggest storeroom in the middle of their maze, boosted the fire and warmed them up. And so they went, house to house, pulling cold, hungry, freezing neighbours into the tunnels, wrapping them all in hats and scarves and foot warmers and putting each one close to the fire. The heat from the flames and from so many bodies packed together meant the people of the north soon revived and began to wake up. And when they woke, they were hungry. But the big bees had just one pot of stew left. They needed guidance. They needed their leader. No matter how harsh or unforgiving the man was, surely he had seen sense in joining forces just to survive this storm. So leaving everyone warm in the caves, the Bigbees dug their way to their elder and leader. Breaking through the floorboards, they found the old man burning his last twigs, freezing and hungry. The big bees begged him to come with them, but he refused. If you can't survive alone, he muttered, you don't deserve to survive at all. Well... The big bees offered him blankets, but he refused. They offered him socks, earmuffs and slippers, but he refused it all. And slowly, 
in front of their eyes, the old elder froze and died. Ah, the big beast thought for a moment. No elder, no food, what to do, what to do. And then, without any words passing between them, the young couple came to their only logical conclusion. And with that, they got to work. An hour later, they crawled back through the tunnels with bags full of fresh meat and bones. The people were overjoyed. This would be plenty to see them through the storm. But where did you get it? they asked. And the big bee said, The elder had an emergency supply. He left it all to us, knowing the village would need it to survive. And in that moment, despite his harsh and cruel leadership, that old elder became a hero. Hmm. Now, you have to know that the big bees were good people, and they felt bad about what they had done, even though they knew with certainty that everyone would have died if they hadn't acted as they did. So while the village ate, stayed warm and waited out the storm, the big bees gathered up all the bones and carved each one into a spinning, delicate, beautiful toy. And when the storm stopped, they gave each adult hats and scarves and blankets and bowls, and they gave each child a bone toy. The people were so astounded at the Big Bee's generosity that they decided to recreate the great gathering the next year. And so from then on, every year, when the storms and snows were at their heaviest and the nights were darkest, the people gathered in one house, shared food, gave the children toys and each other gifts that the Big Bees had spent the whole year before carving and weaving and building and making. The Big Bees never told anyone what really happened to the old town elder. And no one ever asked, because no one really wanted to know. It's just one of those great mysteries, people would say. Now through the years and the generations and the centuries since then, this annual celebration has been taken on by many cultures. The stories around it changed and grew, and for our time it became known as Christmas. And like that original gathering, families get together, food is shared, gifts are given, and also like that original gathering, no questions are asked. Because it's important that the mystery is kept alive. There you go. There you go. That's it this week from Waffle Free Storytelling as we begin to move from one season to another. Uh, have yourself a completely glorious week. Drop around to www.tinaconstant.com for more stories, the shop, the books. Come say hello. I'm right there. Uh, it'd be great to see you there. All right, folks. 
Uh, ooh, if you haven't joined the fireside, then uh, you can join it on the website as well. It'd be great to have you. Uh, okay, have yourself a completely splendid day, and I'll see you next time for more wild shenanigans. Have a good one. Bye bye now. <laughs>